Hello and welcome to the third ever episode of the Aditi Show. That's right. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm very excited. This is going to be my first ever solo business podcast. So we're only going to talk about business and entrepreneurship and startups and those kinds of fields. And essentially I'm going to base this podcast off of one of the most upcoming and rising digital creators and digital marketing firms that has, you know, emerged in India specifically in the last 5 to 6 years. Um, I'm talking about Monk Entertainment, and I'm talking about Beer Biceps, also known as Ranveer Alabadia. In case you haven't found out by now, so essentially, I'm going to be unveiling what Ranveer and his his manager and his co-founder Virat Shet have done right, and what their strategies are in terms of building a company, building a startup in India in this specific space. Um, this podcast might not be useful for you if you. don't know much about business actually let me phrase that differently this podcast will be useful for you if you are trying to start a business if you are looking for a business idea if you don't know what to do once you have an idea or if you just want to gain some knowledge on how these two individuals um started at the age of around 23 and built in 5 years one of the biggest um digital marketing empires in in india in the country So to start off, I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction to both of their stories. Both of them, okay. If they end up hearing this podcast, this will be like a dream come true. So if um, Ranveer or Viraj or or Jhalak or Ayush or Neil or uh, any of you guys, if you if you hear this podcast, please let me know. That will be like a dream come true. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of almost I've basically heard all of the podcasts you guys have released, and these are my top. few pointers that i have gathered from all of these podcasts that i aim to share with all my viewers today um so 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 let's get started so first of all um ranveer started this youtube channel in i, I believe 2015 and essentially what he did was he made content that was about um you know like going to the gym bodybuilding fitness um physical fitness uh, mental fitness and all of those sort of areas and essentially what he did was this was right after college and viraj shet who was one of his co-founders was um in college at the time and essentially what they did was viraj decided that he would help run viraj and what they would do is they would together build um build an opportunity for brands to engage with their content so at this time um it's when digital marketing had just begun so digital marketing is when it's kind of influencer marketing so what happens is you have a brand that wants to advertise a product and you have um you have an entrepreneur you have a content creator and a content creator is creating content and there is a synergy there is a similarity in the um type of content the content creator is producing and the type of audience the brand wants to reach and and then at the time i believe this was like a new and upcoming field which was you know um digital marketing so essentially what they did was they found all these brands and one by one they started you know uh, working with ranveer and viraj acted as his manager and you know they did pitches and they they started running in this way where they brought business to ranveer in addition to his youtube so his uh, his income was uh, i believe youtube income which is not extremely large as well as all these um funds falling in and coming in uh, coming into the business from you know um from uh from influencer marketing so this is how they started operating their business as time went by a lot of other influencer friends and other people who they were you know um who they had you know friendships with they started contacting ranveer and viraj and they said okay this is a really profitable business model so let's get in touch with you and let's figure something out let's try to get these brands to other creators as well so they expanded in this way and they continued to scale up and grow and and then eventually they launched a company called monk entertainment monk entertainment was their you know primary business and what they did was they initially started off as just um you know uh, creating a synergy creating a bridge between the influencers the talent and the brands 
um so this was this was how they started out but essentially what they did was they grew to such a big pace and they scaled they scaled a lot and they have used a lot of strategies which i have broken down for you in this very own alati show podcast so stay tuned for that so i want to talk about first of all when you start a business and when you're picking a co-founder there are three things you should always keep in mind a co-founder is a person who will sort of be your uh, partner in crime so to speak and in chief you know alongside you run this business and 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 deal with everything that has to be dealt with when it comes to running this business um and 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 you're dealing with stakeholders and dealing with employees and all those people so essentially there are three found three uh, factors you want to look in look at uh, look for when you're finding your co-founders and the first one which is really crucial is capital so capital is basically money or investment that you can make so if one of your co-founders has a lot of or not even a lot if they have even a little bit of capital that they would be willing to invest in the business just to get it started that's one very um good sign for you to you know you know consider them as a co-founder also if they have a big vision that might be beneficial for you the second factor that you should always consider when you're looking for a co-founder is what relationships and what um contacts do they have in the industry or in the field you're looking for uh for example in this case if if you have a co-founder and you're trying to operate a digital marketing business if you have um if you have a potential co-founder who has a lot of contacts with people who are you know like um pr or public relations uh managers in different brands or if you have some friends who um can can get you into soho house if you live in bombay for example that that's something that can definitely be a really big pro and a really big plus point because at the end of the day you want to know that whenever you hire someone as your co-founder unless they are adding value there's no point of you know um starting a business with them otherwise you'll have to take all the weight on your own shoulders and that's not the purpose of business the purpose of business is for you to work with other people and 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 although you might have arguments you might not always think in the same chain of thought you have to create a product having your consumer in mind this is something i read in the book uh, rich uh, not rich had put out sorry this is something i read in the book think and grow rich and this was written by napoleon hill and what he said was in a lot of businesses there's internal conflicts between employees and employers um, but at the end of the day no matter what the internal conflicts are a business's aim is to serve the client and if the client is not you know seeing any value gain from the business if they are not satisfied with the end product eventually these internal conflicts will end up um like restricting the business in some way or the other the third aspect you should always look for if you're looking for a potential co-founder is if they have knowledge um and and a lot of knowledge in terms of technology or in terms of coding or in terms of building your business with some aspect of technology and internet involved this is something i've heard on one of their podcasts and essentially what they said is if you really want to scale your business and you know grow it from x number of employees to two times or three times that amount you really need to achieve scalability and scalability can be increased tenfold if you have technology involved so whether that's an app you're creating simultaneously um with like a physical product you have or whether that is um not just a website websites anyone can make um if you have like social media handles that that are extremely um extremely active and if you can in- incorporate some form of tech uh, for example if you're selling a product if you can you know pitch that on e-commerce websites if there is any individual who might be a potential co-founder who has a lot of knowledge in terms of technology and futuristic technology then that might be beneficial to you as well so now you found your co-founder you know the three things that are necessary investment contacts and tech and and now your next step is you need to decide what kind of business you want to run and how you will operate it in terms of money so whenever you get money coming into a business there are two ways you can manage this um you know unless you have a lot of savings at the start 
you might not have enough money you need to buy the uh, necessary equipment necessary um capital and necessary things that you need to start your business for example you might have to register um you might need you know laptops a wifi connection you might need um if if you're very um if you're if you're like a product oriented business you might need physical capital in order to create products so capital might be a limitation for you and if it is there are two ways you can raise capital or raise money raise investment in this case that you can put back in your business to start operating initially so the two types of businesses one is a bootstrapping model and the other type is a venture capitalist model so venture capitalism is kind of like the concept of taking a loan if you go to a bank you want to take a loan you can take a loan and you can invest that in your business whatever and whatever returns you get um you will have to return money to the bank with a rate of interest so venture capital is quite similar but it it's also very different venture capital is when you have these venture capitalists who come and and you know listen to your startup idea and look for scalability and look for valuation and if they can see that these two have high potential they might invest in your startup now if they invest in your startup they'll obviously um say okay we will we you know there are different ways that you know they do terms and conditions but often they'll say okay we will um take 8% of of your of your profit of your valuation after the first year second year third year that depends from vc to vc but in general vcs always look for people uh, for organizations and people who are initiating startups that have the ability to scale and have the ability to grow and 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 really be self sufficient without too much labor involved in order to get your day to day um, activities running so that's one type which is venture capital another way of raising funds um is called bootstrapping this is a bootstrap model and essentially what this is is whatever investment you make in the business you make the business run whatever money you get back at the end of it all of it is reinvested in the business in order to make the business continue to grow continue to continue to grow so after you have paid your salaries of all your employees which may include the entrepreneur the 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 founder um it depends on how each business decides to do it but at the end of it all of the money all the profit gets reinvested um and and that happens by by practice um it's not like you can decide okay this month i will put this much back a bootstrap model means all of your profit goes back in your business for reinvesting for for improving your products and improving your service so it obviously it depends on what type of business you are willing to run and willing to operate because when you decide whether you want to do vc or bootstrap model you need to think about what your variables are for example if you are a tech firm you will likely not need a lot of capital initially um this is just a generalized statement compared to whether if uh, compared to in a, a situation if you were trying to build a product and manufacture a product and sell a product because in that case you would need a lot of physical capital it might be labor or machine intensive but you will need that physical capital to operate your business so obviously it depends on what type of business you want to run and it is noticeable that a lot of people are hesitant on taking money from vcs and that's because you know they might be afraid to uh if afraid if they won't be able to return back the money or you know just the 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 aspect of working with someone else's money but i want to highlight you a very uh, prominent example of a of a indian company that has really 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 scaled up and taken a large uh, market share because of their you know access of uh, money from venture capitalists so you might have heard of jio jio is one of the it's actually the number one um internet user provider in india right now in terms of wifi 3g phones um and and data packages essentially what jio did is they 
first distributed a bunch of okay this is a very simplified way of explaining it they distributed a bunch of free products free access to uh, data free access to wifi in a bunch of rural areas in india where wifi was never present before they did this for a while and they operated at a loss initially because they had to buy all these additional um, machines to make this product to distribute it and they operated at a loss for the first 5 to 6 months after a while when their uh, when their product was used in an extremely widespread way across the country then they started charging consumers and then they built up the cost of what they invested at initially to start so if they hadn't got this money from vcs they would not have been able to operate at a loss initially they wouldn't have been able to get the extremely large range of clients across the country in both uh, rural rural and urban areas so getting the vc money was really really crucial for them to grow their business at that point of their of their expansion Obviously it's up to you and your co-founders to decide what the best model is for you to grow your business whether that's bootstrapped or venture capital um but also a third option is possible and this is assuming you have a lot of money in your savings to start out to start off so if you use that money I'd be able to grow you might be able to grow with that money initially and you know receive enough returns for you to continue with that model but obviously that's extremely situational and it depends on how your business is operating at that specific point in time so now i want to take a little bit of a break and detour away from general business and i want to talk about the creator economy and creators and that creation space right now so um i i i know specifically about india right now uh, and if you look at the space it's not at all saturated there are a lot of upcoming creators almost everyone is a creator but if you look at the space there are very few players who have really taken the place and taken the space and innovated it to make it their own so i feel uh, in the creator economy right now if you look at all the content creators one thing that everyone is doing is hopping onto trends and that is something that uh will allow you to scale and grow really fast but as i say the faster you grow and the faster um you know you become famous and you blow up on on social media uh, it's equally as fast as you know you will not be remembered and you will be forgotten in the space because there's just so much competition so this applies to normal business as well but especially for creators one thing that you really have to keep in mind is you need to reinvent and reinvent your business and reinvent how you're operating and reinvent what product you're providing so if you are um a content creator your brand is yourself and unless you reinvent unless you improve your personality unless you find new ways to engage with your audience you will eventually die out and that's just how the space is evolving right now this applies to almost every business and every type of um individual who has built a brand for themselves and and believe that they have reached the peak because when it comes to content creation when it comes to individuals being the brand there is no um final destination it's always a continuous process of reinvention and innovating yourself in such a manner where you adjust according to where the money is in the market and when i say money is in the market in terms of the creator economy i'm not talking about like which fields have money um, i'm talking about what trends are going on and what are the new waves that you can ride that is allowing people to grow and what will continue to help you grow and at the same time what is your unique point that keeps you grounded that no matter what trends happen you will always stay the same and keep that level of loyalty to your audience who are your audiences because at the end of the day when it comes to creators the 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 stakeholders for you in this creator business are you know your audience your subscribers your followers um, and all the people that you are in many ways liable to so the next new uh, wave i want to talk about in the creation space is the rise of short content um last year tiktok blew up but because again i'm talking about only in the perspective of india tiktok was also banned as quickly as it was 
initiated and as quickly as it blew up so then what came out was instagram reels and instagram reels are like um 15 to 30 second but now they've increased to 1 minute long videos almost like tiktok itself where uh, creators are able to benefit from you know riding on trends and because of the new explore page now it's very very possible that creators can blow up solely because of reels so this is something that you should always look out for and i want to talk about a very interesting point when it comes to short form content so if we do an analysis of one of the platforms let's take instagram right now as a platform that we analyze we look at okay what are the different formats of content you can have on instagram you can have a post and in a post you could also have a video post if you would like to which is not igtv which is not reels it's just a video post you can also have an igtv video which is 1 minute or longer and is basically a lo- longer form of content it's more for like sit down type videos and the third type you can have is reels now reels are extremely customizable and right now reels are being used for trends reels are also being used for just short videos and basically the advantage of using reels and why reels have helped content creators blow up so much is because of how they preach this dopamine culture um so so in case you don't know dopamine is a hormone that's secreted in your body when you get excited extremely quickly and often why people get addicted to picking up their phones is because it provides them with that instant dopamine rush so as a creator my advice would be if you really want to blow up in the creative space you need to first start by using reels in my opinion reels are the most effective form of content because facebook has died out youtube requires comparatively a lot more effort and the growth rate is a lot slower however if you try to go on youtube you will have um a very organic base uh, of a following and all your followers will be very organic and, and long term but i feel like if you want to blow up on instagram you need to use reels you need to capitalize on the benefit that it is and in addition to using reels it should not be just you hopping on trends and making videos you need to also create a unique niche personality for yourself and build yourself as a brand so if you if you learn skills if you educate yourself if you reinvent yourself as a person and you improve your personality that is in many ways reinventing your brand and the equivalent of suppose innovating a product if you were like a manufacturing of a product type of business Lastly one thing I want to talk about when we talk about creators and the creator economy is this concept of friction and this is not really talked about much but it's something I personally um really really like looked at and understood is this concept of friction so friction is all the steps involving a user interface between the point where a client is interested in your product and the time when they actually use it so for example um I'll give you an example for the purpose for the lack of a better example um Ranveer Alapadia recently gave a uh, gave like a small workshop on graphy and what he did was he added an instagram story where he said um this is my graphy swipe up to join i'm speaking right now i'm speaking live so what an individual would have to do this is the start of the friction where they're interested in the product they're interested in hearing ranveer's workshop first they have to swipe up then they have to go to graphy then on graphy it says you need a, you need a app so they have to go to the app store download the app then on the app they have to make an account and once they make an account on the app then they can finally view ranveer's workshop so all these steps involving the interface of going to the app store downloading the app making an account swiping up these are all increasing the amount of friction and hence reducing the potential engagement of this piece of content or the specific brand or the specific idea that is trying to be um sold to the user through this specific brand deal or brand endorsement and this is something i've noticed as well um with with other forms of content including igtvs and especially with forms of content which are on uh, instagram or or any type of social media stories because the swipe up feature is very useful but if it is not used in a smart and practical manner it can really reduce 
the the conversion of people who are interested and people who actually end up using the product and again this is not just because of how much time it takes but also just this mental thing of i have to make an account i have to log in i have to download the app and all these various steps okay so now that we are done talking about creation and influencers and influencer marketing now we're going to go back to talk about what different tips ranveer and viraj have spoken about in various podcasts especially relating to scale because in my opinion scale is one of the most mandatory concepts that you need to master if you want to build your startup and grow it exponentially because the thing is there are so many startups in the world that operate on a very micro micro level um many startups you know they have maybe 15 to 20 employees they have one social media platform they're doing their everyday day to day business the entrepreneurs the the co-founders are the ones who are really you know putting in the effort but otherwise it's kind of it becomes kind of like a corporate in the sense that there's no extreme extreme scale and i feel that scale is not possible for every type of business for example and and they have said this on the show themselves if you have a business that is very one to one very personalized like a service like a digital marketing like influencer marketing where you are like the synergy between a brand and a influencer there's not extreme amounts of scale that you can reach no matter what strategies you apply because at the end of the day it is an individualized service and you cannot scale to such a point of like an amazon um this is just my this is just my opinion i might be wrong but i just feel that you need to have some type of product and this is my first tip you have to include some type of product if you want to scale and the reason of this is that if you have a product you can sell it you can grow your reach by that means and at the same time when you have a product unless it's extremely labor intensive you can build multiple ways of creating this product and manufacturing it without much of your attention or time as a co-founder so i think um a product is very essential and and that's why small personalized businesses fail to achieve this and if you look at amazon what is amazon amazon is like a zomato for 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 books um it started as a bookshop and then it developed into other forms of you know like now you can buy almost anything on amazon my idea is that if you want to make it really big as a startup you have to achieve scale and if you want to achieve scale the first really important component is you have to have some form of product now the second tip to achieving scale is you need to make a team and you need to build a team and you need to have a specific type of culture within your team that you know it encourages people to work hard because you can build teams and you can create a whole hierarchy of i'm your boss and this is his boss and this is her boss but in that kind of system there's no like family relationship between members of a startup and and when you have something like that see a startup is a very fast paced form of business if you choose to make it that and you can really achieve um great great to, to very great extents of 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 growth in a startup not just for the company but also for the individual people but if you want to achieve this kind of you know growth as a startup you need to keep it very very close closely knitted i feel personally that what has been set up at monk entertainment and 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 beer biceps media and now level dot game and now um big brain company is they have a culture that is very driven by the the ethics and and the you know the what ranveer and viraj and the co-founders stand for and i feel that their message is very strong you know they have a very big following on social media but i'm sure even if they didn't have that even if ranveer was not an influencer their company culture would be identical and i feel that the you know the personality of the co-founder really rubs off on all the employees so to speak so in that sense i feel if you are a co-founder you first need to level up your skills don't just jump into starting a business make sure that you will be well equipped and well able to run a business 
um, especially if you want to achieve scale and make it a very large scale type of thing. The last quality that um, is quite essential if you want to scale to the next level and take things to the next level, especially because of how technology is shaping up and evolving these days, is you need you need to incorporate some form of technology in your business. If you are unable to do that, you will probably not be able to increase your scale very much. Um, like I spoke about this earlier, you do not you do not need to know how to code. This is something that Henry Ford did. Um, he is one of the initial people who designed the Ford car. And and what he did was he said, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know who knows it, and I need to hire them. Which means if you're trying to start a business or if you're leading a team or anything like that, you don't need to know everything yourself. You just need to know how to hire the right people who can do it for you. I want to reiterate that if you incorporate technology in your business, you immediately get a lot of benefits. First and foremost, you're allowed to have a large scale following on social media that will. increase your engagement tenfold another really big advantage if you are following the venture capital way of raising investment is that your valuation of your company will increase as the minute you include technology um if that is a meaningful way of including technology so definitely look into either hiring someone or if you know haven't started your business yet think about a co-founder who has a lot of knowledge and is very tech savvy not in the sense of you know basic things like um microsoft office word um and you know how to manage various websites but things like coding and things like you know product development um on on a in a digital way and last but not least i feel this is the most relevant tip you need to know if you want to start any type of business or even be a leader in any form of team you need to have an emotion of empathy in the right times you need to know when you need to you know like make people get people to get the work done and when it's fine to relax and i feel the most um mandatory component of any startup any business is you need to add value if you are not adding value by having your business then you will know that in the long run your business will die out because at the end of the day there is no value addition that you are giving to every consumer who is investing and buying your product or your service and this is one uh, very a uh, interesting person you can learn from so jeff bezos initially when he started his um business he told everyone that he's going to run a 500 uh, a, there was some number some number of billions um that that worth or that valuation of a business he was going to run and the number one thing that jeff bezos focused on and that he really preached in his co- company was cu- customer service and consumer service and consumer satisfaction that was the number one thing he said because at that time he believed that if you were able to treat the consumer in the way that they completely wanted it whether that was having cheap prices whether that was having you know instant or quick delivery when you can get a consumer base that is how you achieve scale if you try to cut costs here and there and try to you know protect your profits in the first few years and you're not serving your consumers then at the end of the day in the long run your consumers will not want to buy that product from you anymore and when your consumer base declines that's when your market share starts to reduce so at the end of the day you need to add value and you need to have a very strong consumer base and you can achieve that by trying to give consumers what they want it is always worth it to do some sort of some sort of survey or some sort of research to understand what exactly does the consumer want kunal shah said this very well he said he tried to open a business but nobody wanted that uh, form of service so he could spend his entire time saying no no i will create a desire in the market for this but the fact is if you want to grow your business and you want to grow your business fast you need to ride the wave and ride the wave of necessity if nobody needs your product nobody is going to buy it and eventually your business will not really be useful in the long run 
I want to reach the end of this podcast by raising this point that was discussed heavily in the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and what it explained was essentially the fundamental differences between a rich person and a poor person and how they manage their money. So what it said is a rich person is someone who owns assets and an asset is something that increases in value or increases in potential value and a liability is something that decreases in value it decreases the value of your money and essentially poor people own liabilities and rich people own assets or they know how to convert their liabilities into assets so one thing you should always do in a business if you want to achieve quick growth and this is not um this will not always work but most of the times if it doesn't work you will at least learn something is you need to take risks and you need to take risks when you have low liabilities and high potential to create assets for example if you are just starting your business and you have gained some traction you need to start taking risks to take yourself to the next level obviously you can't take risks when your potential to create liabilities is very high for example if you um you know if if there's like a if there's like a pandemic happening and you're a very service oriented business you don't have people walking in you don't have much business that is not the time for you to take a risk it might be in some cases again it's very situational but you need to uh, assess this and make sure you make informed decisions but also don't be too scared to make decisions um this is something that ranveer and viraj refer to as analysis paralysis and what they say is if you think too much about what the outcome will be if you analyze the problem if you break down the problem if you think inside and out the problem you will waste your time and you will not execute actions um so so the idea is you take actions first and 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 think about it second but also make sure that you know when the right time is to take risks and the best time to take risks is when you don't have liabilities and this also goes for other things um in in, ter- in terms of like if you are just starting your career that is when you can take the maximum amount of risk because as soon as you have for- found some sort of stability the issue becomes either you become really addicted to the stability so you don't want to take risks anymore or that stability is like okay i have built up this much of income i have built up this much of a business i don't want to lose this i don't want to risk losing it so i won't take a risk that's why my number one tip in terms of you know taking chances is take a chance when you don't have much to lose and often that is when you are just starting out your business um because at the start of your business it's not like you have generated so much capital that you would be at major risk of losing it um again this is a very um common way of thinking that you should always have x percentage of your your income kept to the side and savings and i think you should always keep 35 to 40% although this is a bit on the high side i think if you are starting your own business um especially if you're following the bootstrap model you need to keep some savings um and and, and always know like when the point to leave is for example in economics we learn that there is a exit point of a market and if a firm surpasses that value they will just keep increasing the losses they have so even if they are at a loss right now there's a specific time um it's mathematically in a formula that if a firm has reached this level they should exit the market otherwise they will just maximize and keep maximizing their losses so i hope this podcast was um even marginally beneficial for you i hope you learned something and one more thing i want to talk about again i keep extending this i keep saying lastly lastly one more thing but honestly it's very fun to talk about things like this um i would say if you are just starting out your own business you need to have a usp of speed and people expect you to have a usp of speed because otherwise they can go to various other people who have more experience than you but the point is that if you're starting up a startup you need to be fast and you need to work fast and you need to serve whoever your client is at that point so whether that's um you know a venture capitalist who has lent you funds or whether that is the consumer who you are trying to satisfy with a product you should always consider this as one of your high priorities
Jhalak Rawal, who is the COO at Monk Entertainment, um, she said this, and she said a lot of people are questioning when they should start their business. You know, whether they should start their business now um, or whether they have like certain years of experience. And what she said was very um, interesting. What she said was, you should start your business when you have, when you, when that's all you think about all day and all night. When when you have like when you're like hungry for it, because even if you have a little bit of a desire to do it, that cannot fully convert into your hundred percent effort and your hundred percent um, focus on it. So you should always wait until you you uh, you know what you want to do, or even you marginally know what you want to do, but you have a lot of drive to make it happen. So yeah, I mean that's it for this episode. Um, if you have any questions, I am going to do a Q and A podcast soon, so make sure you let me know um, for those. And and thank you for listening until here. Um, I hope I hope that you learned something. And stay tuned for another episode of the Aditi Show. We're releasing a lot of episodes these days. I think we're releasing five to six podcasts a week. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow us on Spotify. And if there are any guests you want to hear specifically on the Aditi Show, make sure you let me know. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day and enjoy.